Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Hello and welcome to Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. I'm Dusty. And I'm Mike. And welcome to our Season 3 Summit. In this episode, we're talking all about visitorship. If you're joining us for the first time, Summit episodes are how we cap off our seasons here at Gaze at the National Parks. It's a chance for us to look at all the parks from the season together in one place. It's kind of like a National Parks appetizer sampler of the season. That's a good analogy. Which begs the question, Mm. what's on your ultimate appetizer sampler? Uh, Potato skins, boneless chicken bites or wings, I guess, like... They're not wings, but you know what I'm talking about. Mozzarella sticks. Uh Uh-huh. How many items do I get? As many as you want. It's a sampler. Nachos and um, french fries. (laughs) Oh, great. Great. Okay. So I think on mine, I'm going to go like... Eat all the fatty uh, food. You know, mozzarella cheese dripped like with balsamic Oh, yeah. Like sort of like a caprese in that realm. Mm -hmm. I also want fried mozzarella. Okay. That too. Great. Oh, it's like silence. Tortilla chips and guacamole, mm-hmm. 100%. Nachos are too chaotic for me. <laughs> Mashed potatoes. Oh, well, that was a turn. <laughs> it was. And then some uh, uh, Brussels sprouts. And, we are. Um, I'm living for this. Maybe wild some, uh, some tofu bites. Mm-hmm. Some sushi. <laughs> I'd like some cake pops. <laughs> and also... And then also, wait, hold on. I think I'm also going to add A glass of absinthe. <laughs> some, some, some little burger sliders. Great. Great. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's mm-hmm. my appetizer sampler. In season three, we visited the following parks. Mesa Verde and Great Sand Dunes, both in Colorado. Joshua Tree in California. Petrified Forest and Grand Canyon, both in Arizona. Acadia in Maine. Catoctin Mountain in Maryland. And Gettysburg National Military Park in Pennsylvania. Each of the Summit episodes examines the parks of the past season through its own particular lens. This often includes wildlife, histories, hiking trails, and today's Summit, which is all about visitorship. And... This particular summit is a very special summit because we're talking about visitorship during the coronavirus pandemic. Mm. So let's get started with a little NPS overview of 2020. 
Okay, are you ready? Yes. Okay, so we're starting off with a question. Okay. Okay, I want you to ballpark guess. Okay. This is the amount of visitors the entire MPS received in 2020. 5.3 million. What a guess. Great. <laughs> was more like 237 million. Okay. Yes. Which what a is, guess. <laughs> that's actually an overall 28% decrease from 2019. Okay, that sounds about right, though. From the MPS press release from February 25th, 2021, quote, the coronavirus pandemic has affected nearly every National Park Service operation and parks continue to work with public health officials to navigate changing conditions. A maximum 66 of the 423 parks of the National Park System were fully closed for two months or more. The majority of parks, particularly those with outdoor spaces, remained accessible to the public. Just a handful of historic and cultural parks, primarily historic homes with limited indoor space, remained closed. End quote. Also in this news release, recreation visitor hours dropped from 1.4 billion in 2019 to 1.05 billion in 2020, okay. which is a 26% decrease. All right. This is mostly due to closures. Right, of course. But 15 parks of all of the MPS set a new recreation visitor records for themselves in 2020, and five parks broke their visitation records from 2019. Oh, wow. Okay, so next question. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? I am. Now that we're talking about the NPS, this NPS site was the most visited in 2020. Hint, it is not one of the big 63. And you get three guesses. Oh, wow. The most visited. What is Sandy Hook National Seashore? (laughs) (laughs) No, incorrect. Gunnison Beach? No. Um, Okay, so that's guess one. What is the Presidio in Calif- in San Francisco in California? That's a great guess, but incorrect. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of like really big open spaces that people would go to that are NPS related that aren't the big 63. Oh my God. Um, what is Independence Mall? Oh, I'm sorry. What is um, the mall in Washington, D.C.? That is a great guess. Incorrect. Mm. The answer is the Blue Ridge Parkway. Oh, okay. Well... Right. All right. That would make sense because it is a gateway to the most visited national park. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So here we go. Now, now we're moving on to the next question. Great. Because this is, this is a trivia laden summit. Right. Okay. So of the top 10 most visited NPS sites, four of them are sites that we have visited before. Okay. Two of them are sites we visited together in 2020. Okay. Can you name all four of them? Okay. So four of the top 10 are sites we've all been to before, but two of them specifically we've been to in 2020. That's right. Okay. So you already know one of them. What is Acadia? Well, you already know one of them, which is the Blue Ridge Parkway. Oh, the Blue Ridge Parkway. (laughs) Which is the gateway into... What is Great Smoky Mountains? That's right. So now you've named two two. of them. So now you need to name... Number three and number four. What is Acadia National Park? Incorrect. Oh, wow. What is... We're talking about top 10 of all 400. No, I know, but right. I figured Acadia was bumping when no. we were there. What is no. Gettysburg? No. No. I'll give you a few more guesses. <laughs> no. You said we were there in 2020. We didn't, That's right. We didn't go to many places in 2020. I know, but we <laughs> did go to these other two places. <laughs> what is Catoctin Mountain? Incorrect. <laughs> Um, and uh, we didn't make episodes about them. Oh, good God. 
where else did we go? We went to national forests, but they're not a part of the national park system. You true, but we did also go to two other MPS sites. Oh my god! Oh, what is what is New River Gorge? Incorrect. Oh damn! No, no. <laughs> that was twenty twenty one. Another hint: they're very local. Okay, so what is Sandy Hook? <laughs> so Gateway National Gateway Recreation National. Area. Right. I guess we did do that be- right before pandemic. Yes, we did. Okay. Yes, yeah. we did. So because it was like a beautiful day in February right. on a Saturday where we did yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It was warm. It was. Okay. And number four, and the fourth one. Oh my God! I'm like on the struggle bus real hard right now. I don't know. Okay, the answer is Delaware Water Gap National Recreation Area. There we go, because we did Which we that. did hike. Which we did we hike. We did Mount Tammany. Great hike, folks. Okay, so are you ready to hear the top 10 most visited national park sites in 2020? Sure. This is of the 438. Great. Number one, Blue Ridge Parkway. Number mm-hmm. two, Golden Gate Recreation Area. That was good. Good on me. Okay, so... <laughs> Blue Ridge Parkway had 14.1 million people visited okay. in 2020. Golden Gate National Recreation Area had 12.4 million. Okay. Number three is the Great Smoky Mountains National Park okay. with 12.1 million. Mm-hmm. Number four is Gateway National Recreation Area wow, with 8.4 million. Hook. Well, and there's also, also, there's also a lot the of stuff parts in New York. Of it, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Number five, Lake Mead National Recreation Area okay. with 8 million. Which is in Las Vegas, which makes sense. People right. are trying to get out there. Number six, George or Washington, George Washington Memorial National. I'm sorry, George Washington Memorial Parkway, six point okay. two million. All right. Number seven, See, that's a National Scenic Byway, right? Mm-hmm. Natchez Trace Parkway, six point one million, Mississippi. Oh, there you are. Okay. Number eight, Chesapeake and Ohio Canal National Historic Park. Okay. Historical Park, four point nine million. Okay. Number nine, Cape Cod National Seashore, 4.1 million. That makes sense. Yep. And uh, I've been there. You've not been there yet. No. It's very much near Provincetown. Mm-hmm. And number 10, Delaware Water Gap National Recreation Area with 4.1 million. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So now... People was needing to get out. Yep. Now let's talk about the Big 63. Great. Okay. Of the Big 63... In 2020, mm-hmm. can you name the top three most visited national parks? Well, Blue Ridge Parkway. I'm sorry. Well, Great Smoky Mountains. Great Smokies. Um, was one because that was just given to me. And uh, what are your other two guesses? Okay, great. Um, what is Yosemite? Give me your other guess. What is Yellowstone? Okay. The answer <laughs> is what is Yellowstone uh-huh. and what is Zion? Okay. Yosemite, no. No? Okay. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) um, here's some info about this. So Great Smoky Mountains National Park has been the longest, like it has been the most visited Mm -hmm. national park. For the longest run. Um, It has held that position since 1944. Wow. Yep. Yep. That's crazy. That's right. So Grand Canyon (laughs) Mm -hmm. dropped from being the second most visited national park and it has held that position for 30 years. Wow. It became the sixth most <sighs> visited national park. Yellowstone moved from the sixth most visited national park in 2019 to the second most visited mm. national park, a position it has not held since 1947. Wow. Yeah. Okay, great. Are you ready? Yeah. Of the top 10 most visited national parks in 2020, Big 63 National Parks, what we're talking about, three of the parks we visited in Season 3 appear on the list. Can you name the park and name its position? (laughs) 
No. <laughs> I can maybe Try. name the park. You already heard. We know that Grand Canyon was right. sixth. Yeah. So Acadia. I will say the other two are after that, are below that. There's your hint. Acadia. Which was number what? 11. Honey, we're going out of 10. Oh, out of 10. All right. There's literally three numbers to choose from. Good Lord. Okay. Uh, what is number eight? Okay. Okay. And then, and then uh, what else did we see in season three? Joshua Tree. And I'm going to say that was number nine. Okay. So Acadia mm-hmm. was number eight. Oh. And then Joshua Tree was number 10. Oh, I almost said 10. Yeah. <laughs> You had like a 30% chance. 33.333% chance. Okay, great. So here (laughs) are the top 10 big 63 national parks Mm -hmm. in 2020. Mm -hmm. We have visited all but one of these. But we're about to. And I have visited all but two of these. Oh, so Olympic was one, I'm assuming. So here we go. Yeah. Number one, Great Smokies, Mm -hmm. right? Number two, Yellowstone. Number three, Zion. Number four, can you guess number four? Olympic. Rocky Mountain National Park. Rocky. <laughs> yes. Number five, Grand Teton. Okay. Number six, Grand Canyon. Number seven, Cuyahoga Valley National Look at Park. you, girl. Glow up. <laughs> yep. Um, number eight, Acadia. Number nine, Olympic. Number 10, Joshua Tree. Great. So we haven't, we both haven't been to two. You said I hadn't been to one, I think. You've gone to Olympic. But I haven't been to Teton. Right. And that's the only one on this list you haven't been to. And Yellowstone. Oh, that's true. Two. So th- Two for you, three for me. Mm-hmm. There we go. Listen to this jump. Are you ready? Great I Smoky am. Mountains National Park received 12.1 million visitors. This year? L- in 2020. Uh-huh. Yellowstone National Park received 3.8 million visitors. Wow. That is a Big. giant jump. Giant jump. Also, let's just remember, Great Smoky Mountains is like the only national park in this, I mean, essentially in this area of the country. You know what I'm saying? Like, as far as the south goes, you have... You have Congaree and you have Shenandoah. You have Congaree, you have Shenandoah, you have Hot Springs. Right. Like, now, Congaree and Hot Springs are both small. Yeah. You've got three down in Florida. But, Shenandoah yeah. is pretty big, yeah. but that's pretty north. Yeah. So if you're somebody from, like, you know... I mean, there's Wind Cave in Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're looking Mammoth to, Cave. like... Mammoth Cave. that's what I mean. Yeah. Mammoth Cave in Kentucky. But if you're looking to, you know, hike and get into mountains... yeah. I mean, the Smokies are it. Okay. That and they're sense. sort of like an... They're like a gateway community too. Yeah. They're with, yeah. Okay. So. That okay. is gigantic. Let's talk a little bit about... Never feels crowded when we're there though. You know what I mean? No. Like, it's also twice, enormous. Yeah, it is it's enormous. Huge. Yeah, There's a lot to see. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about some of the parks we visited in season three. Great. And some info about what it's like to visit them. Wonderful. Okay. So I'm starting off with a question. Okay, okay, this park featured in season three was the first national park designated specifically for preserving culture. What is Mesa Verde? That's right. Right. So let's start talking about Mesa Verde. Um, in 2020, they reported 277,000 visitors. So also, when we were there, remember, we had to reserve tickets ahead of time. Um, right. And we had to do it in person, which was kind of a little bit of a pain because we like needed to make sure that we... like. We were sort of in Capitol Reef, and I really wanted to do that hike the day before. I know. Like that next morning. But we had to like zip over to Mesa Verde to make sure we could get tickets. And so now they're available via recreation.gov, which if you haven't used that website, um, you 
can do a whole manner of things through recreation.gov. Like we booked some campsites for the summer. Yeah. Oh, totally. We booked some tickets for going to the Sun Road and Glacier. Glacier. So there are a right. lot of things to do there. Mesa Verde is definitely a park where, yes, there are hiking trails. Yes, there are, you know, sites to see, but it's really a park to take in the history and the culture mm-hmm. that is preserved here, which is why it's definitely a good idea to invest a lot of time in uh, the tours, yeah. the guided tours, yep. the um, seeing the things up close with a tour guide, if you can, yeah. the museums that are available, yeah. just getting context yeah. for what you're seeing yeah. is the most important thing about Mesa Verde. Yeah. It's great because many of the sites to see are accessible from the road. Like you can park, get out, look, do a lot of that. And then all of the museums are like one story Mm -hmm. and um, flat. There's not a lot of stairs inside of them. There's a lot to take in around that they've made very accessible. Yeah. Yeah. It is definitely like Dusty said, it is. You could definitely get some hikes in, but it is... I think one of the parks that stand out in my mind to really take in culture and really to take in the history of the Pueblo people um, and to see their impact on this space. Um, it's it's fascinating. It's, you know, definitely a park that I'd love to return to and see Longhouse and Spruce Tree House yes. at some point because it was too early in the season for us to be able to get there when we were there because the road to, I believe it's Weatherill Mesa, was closed at the time. Right. Definitely something to get to again yeah are Mm -hmm. you ready for your next question sure okay so i'm always ready we're moving on to great sand dunes great national park in your own words Mm -hmm. describe the scientific process for how the great sand dunes were formed (laughs) wow (laughs) i definitely i really wish that i had like that diagram that was in science (laughs) books where it was like all the ways that the earth moved because i feel like um, like transduction is a word, but I don't think it is. I right. don't think it's that. Um, wind. Um, sorry, <laughs> we're just watching the Friends reunion and they, the transponster. Yeah. He's a transponster. Yeah. Um, Not that I'm the biggest yeah. fan of Friends, Mm-mm. but yeah, anyway. Uh, how did they form? Well, when the earth was still young and the clouds made a fire <laughs> and the mountains now reach up to the sky even higher. All right, so ev- oh. everybody... I asked that question because it is a deeply complicated answer that um, <laughs> scientists are still finding out right. today. Like they're, you know, research and research and research and scientists are, um, are, are giving, are discovering more and more uh, about how the geological formation of the sand dunes came about. They know a lot already. Mm-hmm. And we break all of that down in episode 48 the dune field all mm-hmm. about grain sand dunes. So we do encourage you to go listen to that one mm-hmm. and hear the whole story. So in 2020, great sand dunes national park received 461, 461, 500, 461,500 visitors. The dune fields that is basically what we had time for. And what we did while we were there um, is literally walking uphill in sand. Um, and it is, tiring and yep. exhausting and if it's windy that day it's even more so um it takes a lot out of you but it is very much so a sight to be like to just to see and to be present with um and from afar it is it just looks so weird like when you're driving into it i just remember it being like 
oh, that must be it in the distance. It doesn't look like much. And then you get there and it's just like... Gigantic. Gigantic sand dunes. It's yeah. funny looking at it from one angle and then turning around and looking at what's on the other side mm-hmm. is it's like... Mountains. Mountains yeah. with some green and some snow. Mm-hmm. And then literally right here is just a whole giant, giant great sand dunes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. There are some hiking trails here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are in the mountains because there aren't hiking trails in the sand dunes. Right. Obviously. And the um, the dunes themselves, the, the national park is surrounded by a few national forests too. Right, right. Which is typical for national parks. They typically need to, need to be one of the uh, like qualities to make them a national park. There should be a, a natural, natural barrier. beautiful barrier right. around them in some way. Um, yeah. We did spend a lot of time sledding down the dunes. You can hear all about that in episode 48. Lots, lots of sledding. Lots of sledding. So um, much sledding. You can't get um, the sled at the visitor center. No, but so. if you want to do some sledding, you have to get <laughs> the sled elsewhere. Yes. At um, one of the local outdoor stores. Mm-hmm. I believe we went to a place called Christie's. Christie's Mountain Sports. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so we recommend supporting those local outdoor stores. Yes. And to get to rent your sled. Mm-hmm. And we had... Um, so you can do some sledding. That's right. So speaking of parks that were created to preserve a natural occurrence, let's chat about Joshua Tree, which received 2.4 million visitors in 2020. Yes. So um, I love Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. It was... It's definitely like a park that has like a ton of accessible things. Yeah. I th- also feel like we didn't access as many of the hikes that there were, but there are hikes there within the park. Um, we were able to get like three-ish, four-ish hikes in mm-hmm. while we were there. Our timeline was sort of tight, but um, it is an experience park. Like there is a lot yeah. to see um, in and around it too, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was really cool. And I look forward to being able to get back to see more. Hidden yeah. Valley Trail is an entirely flat trail. That yeah. We did a whole well, episode not on. entirely flat, but there well, are some, yeah, of it, some of it. A lot yeah. of it is. Yeah. And then there's uh, the Chola Cactus Garden, yeah, which is a fascinating walk. <laughs> yeah. Definitely go through there. Yeah. It is um, a wonderful place to drive through. You can totally take in a lot of it from a car. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. also a great place for climbing. It is a big climbing park. Yes. Um, but it's also a park that's received its fair share of damage and graffiti and it hasn't been treated the nicest over the last few years um, especially during government shutdown so you know something to keep in mind as you visit any national park always or any outdoor space is that you are a visitor in that space and no one wants to see your name graffitied on a rock or a tree or for you to you know run trees over or damage fragile ecosystems anywhere and that's anywhere that's That's anywhere yeah everybody stop (laughs) stop carving yeah. Your initials into trees. Right. Stop it. They didn't ask for that. No. Speaking of accessibility, let's talk about Petrified Forest. Great. So this is the only MPS site that contains Historic Route 66, another national scenic byway, mm-hmm. which we did a whole trail mix on scenic byways. Right. Uh, in 2020, it received 384,000 visitors. You know what? Petrified Forest is a great park. It, Painted Desert is right there, too. They literally hug one another. It is something to do, especially if you're Grand Canyon bound. Um, It's a great spot to go. You can literally do most of what you need to in a day. Um, that's what I like about this park too, especially if people are doing a big Even tour. Even less than a day. We did it in less yeah, than a day. Yeah, we did it in less than a day. I'm just trying to be generous. Um, 
But I do think it is definitely worth the stop. It's so cool to see the petrified wood and to know that the pieces of petrified wood, which were once trees, have been around since Pangaea, which is fascinating. It's just like the science there. It It's like crystalline forms. And you're very yeah. close to them, yeah. which is great. I mean, you can you could literally touch them. Like mm-hmm. it's, you know... It's don't not take recommended them. that yeah. you touch them. Yeah. But but also like the yeah. gravel has like tiny, tiny bits of like the you can see the yeah. petrified wood down to like tiny microscopic gravel pieces. Again, don't touch don't take them. Don't but take them. You can pick it up and put it back but down. Some of them yeah. are gigantic yes. pieces. Yes, yes, yes. So um this is also a great spot to see petroglyphs mm-hmm. from the Pueblo people. Yes. And uh we have a great story about that in that in our episode yeah. about the petrified forest. That's true. So there's a lot of really easy uh, trails here. The only one that's a little difficult is Blue Mesa. Right, and that's just for the beginning. It's got the steep incline decline. at the end. Yeah. Absolutely worth seeing. Yeah. Don't skip it yeah. at all. Just, um, fascinating yeah. for history as well because it is also preserving the culture of the Pueblo people. Yes. And like I said, if you're going to Grand Canyon, you might as well stop there. And, and Grand Canyon is very close it's like i think it was like three or four hours away not even not even and in 2020 grand canyon received 2.89 million visitors um so like dusty said a little bit of a drop from where it had been Mm -hmm. and it's you know status as being a a visited park but it's still highly highly visited and it is one of the most visited mps sites in all of the u.s Mm. and has been for a long time and while there is you know like the bright angel trail and there are other trails particularly from the north rim that would let you access the canyon and go inside the canyon and there are certainly tours i mean they're doing tours all the time Mm -hmm. like they you know there's a whole industry for tours of the grand canyon and um, ways to get inside the Grand Canyon that are, you know, for people that are, you know, want to adventure inside and yeah. see what's down there. Yeah. Camping, uh, hiking, climbing. I mean, there's a lot going yeah. on there. Yeah. Um, a lot of visitors do come to the Grand Canyon just to look at the Grand Canyon yeah. from the rim, which when we were there, that was what we did because well, we the did North Rim was we, closed. We, we went, hiked. We hiked a little bit. We didn't just look. No, no, no. We didn't look, but we hiked. You can hear all about that in the Grand Canyon (laughs) episode. Um, But yeah, there's a lot to see because it's a canyon and canyons, you literally walk 15 feet to the right and what you see is different. You know what I mean? Like that's how canyons are. So there is so much to see. That's how canyons are, Brenda. (laughs) That was the energy you were serving there. Well, you were Um, giving me Brenda energy mm -hmm. as well. So... Uh, um, but yeah, there's a lot to do here in the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Um, our first trip was really, it, this was the end of our first trip, the Grand Canyon. Um, and it was after we had already seen so many amazing national parks. And this was like such a nice cap off. But it was also something that we weren't as prepared for, especially now that we are campers. It's something that like we would definitely like to get back to and hike down into the canyon, go all the way down to the Colorado River. But again, that is not something that's recommended in a single day. It can be done. It is very much so recommended against doing it. Um, So that's why we did not try to do that. And also having (laughs) tried to do the Kalalau Trail on Kauai in a single day, I think when you have a hike where people say, hey, it's probably going to take you more than one day, 
believe them. <laughs> believe them. Yeah. Bring your camping stuff. Yeah. So get ready to camp. Yeah. That's right. There's a ton of museums here, including one on Ansel Adams photography. Mm-hmm. Um, so many visitor centers and lots of uh, sh- small exhibits. Well, there's the Grand Canyon Village too that we and the walk whole through. village, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. There's so much to see there. So it's time for another question. Great. Okay. In March of 2021, this national park announced some of its trails were closed due to peregrine falcon nesting. What is Black Canyon of the Gunnison? Incorrect, and we did not visit that park. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't tell three. me whether it was a season three park. Some of the questions had been about other parks. All so. of these are now about season three. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> that would have been helpful information. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so let's take another crack at that. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> How am I supposed to do the assignment if I don't have all of the criteria in front of me? <laughs> That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> Let's try this again then. <laughs> Great. Um, no, I'm just waiting. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I'm saying like I'm, 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 I'm just um, laughing at your reaction. <laughs> um. What is Acadia National Park? That is correct. Mm-hmm. That's right. So Acadia received 2.67 million visitors in 2020, mm-hmm. which was a decrease from 2019 when it received 3.4 million visitors. Yeah. Acadia is popular. It is. Mm-hmm. It's very much popular. Acadia is very popular and it is vast. Um, it's not as big as like a Great Smoky Mountains, but what Acadia does have is a hugely intricate connectivity of trails. Yeah. It's got just like the most amount of trails in a very condensed area that I've seen in any That's other national right. park. So yeah. the ranger told us to think of it as a choose your own adventure, set up your own trails mm-hmm. kind when of we situation. Were first there. When we were first there. Um, so yeah. And in that way, there are so many things to see. Yeah. There's also three areas of Acadia. There's the main area, which is the east side known as the east side. Mm-hmm. That's the one that's like adjacent to Bar Harbor. Mm-hmm. There's also the west side. Mm-hmm. And then there's also Scudic Peninsula, which is the only section that's connected to the mainland. That's right. right. And this past time in this season, we went to all three. That's true. Bar Harbor is so close mm-hmm. to, um, it's like one of the major towns right there that hugs the the east side of Acadia. Yeah. It's adorable and so cute and absolutely go and just like enjoy the beauty that is that little town. Yeah. And now that things are a little bit more open with like people being vaccinated and, you know, things like that, I feel like it'll be a little easier and more accessible now. When we were there the second time, we didn't really spend much time in Bar Harbor. No, because because it was was like pandemic. Yeah, it was pandemic summer number one. And it was crowded. I remember driving through on the way out and it was like, ooh, no, everybody's making choices right now. I didn't want to be around all those people. No. (laughs) Yeah. The other thing that is very special about Acadia is that there's so many different terrains. Mm -hmm. Like if you're looking for forest or mountains or like peaks or beaches, beaches, flat trails, there's everything there. There's like rocky shore, there's sandy beach, there's so many different things. Yeah. And what's great is like in a matter of like a half an hour, you can literally pass through all of them. So if you're on a hiking trail. Yeah. So it's... It's so great because of 
all of those things, all yeah. those experiences. If you're like, I really want to sit on a rocky shore, you can. Yeah. And then in five minutes, you can be walking through a forest and then on top of a mountain yeah. and then climb and then bouldering up a mountain yeah. or bouldering down, whatever it is. And there's a lot of really great flat trails in Acadia. Mm -hmm. um, and also lots of accessible carriage roads. You can also get to many of the different peaks, at least a few of the peaks via car. Cadillac Mountain in particular, yeah. which as of this summer, you will need a reservation for yep. specifically for a car. But yes, a lot of people use Acadia as the beach. People yeah. go to their yeah. beaches there. Yeah, they have sandy beaches when it's mostly just very rocky. That's right. Um, definitely don't miss the Scudic Peninsula. Did it you is... hear what we just said? Don't miss the Scudic Peninsula. <laughs> I was it's like, I so just said amazing. It, what? <laughs> um, yeah, it is definitely a space. It's a little bit more of a drive depending on where you're at, but it was totally 100% worth it. And if you bike, it's a great, there's a lot of biking trails on the Scudic Peninsula. So it's a definite space for people that are doing like terrain biking um, to do. That's right. For sure. Speaking of uphill and downhill, Catoctin Mountain in Maryland, it received 540,000 visitors in 2020. Good for you, Catoctin Mountain. Um, this mountain does have quite a little bit of uphill if you start at the bottom near the visitor center. But if you drive up the mountain and park at a spot closer to the top, which you can do, um, then you could find some flatter sections of trails to explore. That's or you right. could hike your way down and then hate it on the way back yeah, up you later. Could. You certainly could. <laughs> yep. Or have someone come pick you up at the bottom yep. if that's mm -hmm. how if you that's your jam. Do it. Yep. Also, many people come to Catoctin Mountain to go to Cunningham Falls to swim, mm -hmm. which is... You can access it right from the road, very flat, and it has like a great boardwalk that leads right out to it. Yeah, we didn't really spend too much time. We didn't. Kind of there were a ton of people around there, Again. and it was COVID. And not yeah. that it isn't now, but yeah. there, it was COVID was at its height then. Yeah. Also, the West Side Trails contain the Catoctin National Recreation Trail, which is how it became an MPS site. This is also po a popular spot for camping. And finally, another MPS site that is close by to Catoctin Mountain is Gettysburg National Military Park in Pennsylvania, which received 536,500 visitors in 2020, which is very much similar to the number for Catoctin Mountain. Right. Because so I feel like they I need mean, to they're team so up. close. Team I feel up, like girls. I feel like yeah, Let's people go. who went to one went to another. That's yeah. what we did. And you should. And we encourage that. Yeah, definitely. Gettysburg is a park that can be experienced in so many different ways, including bus trips, in a car with the audio driving tour, which is what we did, on foot, on a ranger tour, or walking the horse trails, or on a bike. We did some of those things. We did some yeah. of those things. Yeah. The visitor center is also a great resource and always a great place to start. You talk about it because yeah. I didn't get to go inside because it was it closed. It is a really wonderful COVID, visitor center. Definitely right. a thing to do. Yep. So it is called a national military park because of the battle that took place there during the Civil War. I'd recommend like do some research ahead of time yeah. because have the context. There's a lot it. of vocabulary that gets thrown around. And like if you get if you start to feel like, oh, I feel like I can't access this vocabulary. Mm -hmm. Then like, you know, I was looking things up immediately as I was seeing them. So like they're throwing around a lot of terms when it comes to like uh, military brigades. Like yeah, regiments. Regiments. Yeah. And um, what are some of the other terms they use? Flank. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like, it, it'd, be it'd be worth it to just like, 
have a little bit of cursory like military knowledge and also just to sort of know like this battle happened midway through the civil war like dead center in the civil war and to kind of have a gauge of what had happened prior to and how things led up to this battle in this space a lot of that is talked about like as far as like how the battle came to be in Gettysburg but having the context for the conflict of the civil war what drove the civil war to happen why both sides were fighting each other if you're not familiar then that's a great little bit of research for yourself to do that's prior right to. Yeah. and in the northeast particularly this area of Pennsylvania and also close in New Jersey like there's so many American Revolution sites, yep. it's very easy to associate Gettysburg with that. Sure. And that is not the case. Gettysburg was part of the Civil War. Yep. Um, so yes, we definitely encourage lots of context prior yes. to going. And, um, you know, take some tours yeah. while you're there. Yeah. It's only helpful. And also, walking around Gettysburg is great. It's a lot of openness. There's sometimes shade and sometimes not. More often, there's no shade. Right. And um, it's mostly flat with some hills. Yeah. Now, let's end the summit with Drag Corner. Great. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage... Eunice of Study. It's not of study. Eunice of Study. <laughs> yeah, there you, go. there you go. It's Eunice of Study. Got it. Yeah. Like units of study. Like units of study. Mm-hmm. Yeah, units mm-hmm. of study. Mm-hmm. Right. I saw that on the list a while ago, and I was like, I don't... I forgot to ask you like what, like how to say it. And I was just like, he'll explain that to me one day. Because we, so we keep, we keep a master list between us. And as we think of them, we add to it. What number are we up to? We're over a thousand. We're over a thousand twenty-five or something now. But yeah, Eunice's study came up and I was like, God, I love the name Eunice. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Okay. So who is Eunice's study? Oh, well, I think she's a teacher that transforms. Like, I feel like she's like, like a gem in the holograms. But instead of like, yeah, instead of Jerrica, the like well, event planner, like she's a, a teacher. Yeah. Like maybe she's like a like reading into the little Miss Nelson is missing vibes. Oh. She, she starts off as this very like kind of like hardened, like m- like almost like very strict, like very like um, somber gray outfits. And then like as her show progresses, like it's like a oh, costume change into someone more fun and like lively. She, and, like, do you think her, do you think her aesthetic is like referential to different periods of history or something like be. that? Yeah, she could be. I mean, I think that would depend on the show. Like, I feel like she could start in her like very like, stoic sort of school teacher vibe and then as she transforms it could relate to like right. what she's what like, she's teaching about in this exactly this show. I do feel like she is she is the visual presentation uh-huh. portion of whatever the lesson right. is. It's a slides presentation. So right if she <laughs> there's is, a slideshow going on in the she background starts in a neutral way mm-hmm. and then transforms into say like you know looking like a reference to uh, the universe, if right. we're talking about science, or sh- and now suddenly she looks like, um, you know, the big. Oh my God! I kind of want her to put a, together a Big Bang look. Like, mm-hmm. how amazing would that be? Yeah. Right? Maybe she loves things till she bangs. 
<laughs> oh my maybe, goodness. Maybe for that specific. For that specific right. moment. She's got, she's got numbers that she's, she's, got, she's got numbers on numbers. Yeah. Um, she's the whole thing about mm-hmm, the planets mm-hmm. and the whole, mm, oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. And maybe she has like another one. Um, maybe when she's like, doing a whole thing on Darwinism. It's like she she lip syncs to another one bites the dust. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There this we is go. very much science. I said history mm-hmm. a moment ago, but I'm I'm feeling I like okay. this. Okay. So yeah. May, and or maybe Eunice's study is like mm-hmm. you know, maybe she does And um, she when she does like anatomy, she does um body talk by Rob. <laughs> oh I like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she does like a conference mm-hmm. and does like um, Or I'm sorry, let's get physical by Olivia Newton John is that's what she it. would do. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. Because she says, Let me hear your body talk. Or that's let right. me see your body And maybe talk. like that's where like you learn like mm-hmm. all of the um you know systems of the body yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like Eunice's study. Eunice's study. Yes. Yeah. She's always transforming because mm-hmm. people need to learn. And her her merch is like a planner. She's got like oh, a school planner. A school planner. <laughs> yeah. That like oh, has like all the days, but also all the subjects. So you can take notes for what your assignments are. Interesting. Did you How have... am I to do the assignment if the criteria hasn't been presented <laughs> to me? Did you um, have school planners? Was that a thing? Did they yeah, provide they, those Yeah, they provided you? a school planner. Um, and I like sort of use them. I like, I feel like I always think I'm more orderly with my like, this is due on this day. This is due on that day. But I also just have like an elephant brain, so I don't tend to write things down. You do like, have an elephant brain. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, this show would not be possible without <laughs> your elephant Bra- brain. Brought to you um, by Mike's elephant brain. Right. Yeah, we yeah. had school planners too. They were our hall pass. We had to always take oh. them to the bathroom. Oh, great! So you could have pee hands on them later. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or pee floor on them, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because obviously you weren't holding them as you were peeing. No, hopefully not. This turned into a weird conversation, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Eunice Ostetti. This has been the Season 3 Summit here at Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. And we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often. And that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at Gaze at the National Parks at gmail.com. And to find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, Gaze at the National that's Gaze, G-A-Z-E. All original artwork featured on Instagram and on our website is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge while recording this episode that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Ocean County, New Jersey. 